Unspeakable joy, unspeakable joy. Jesus is, Jesus gives unspeakable joy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unspeakable Joy Podcast. Thank you for tuning in here on anchor.fm slash unspeakable dash joy or a different platform if you happen to be listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, however you are listening today, welcome. My name is Joy Sixtos. I am the host of the show and I appreciate your time today as we hear and get an impartation of the word of the Lord from myself. I actually ministered at our church's Bible study here in Yorktown, Texas, several days ago and gave the people a word about first love, about putting God first above all else and keeping him in focus as the focal point of their life, as the priority and the utmost person that they should keep around every facet of our lives and just minister to the people and encourage them that we should trust Jesus in everything. And so it was such a powerful word that I wanted to let you, the listener, hear that today. So we converted it to an audio format so that you can hear it there in your home, at your job, in your car, wherever you're listening from today. If you do prefer to watch the video format of this broadcast, you can go to our church's Facebook page and you can find that at facebook.com slash GNC Victoria. Feel free to share not only this podcast, but also the Facebook video if you prefer to do that. But I tell you what, as we put God first, we will see the manifestation of his goodness, his faithfulness, his glory and anointing, the strength that we need to make it through this life with peace, success, blessing, anointing, and being able to minister to others and bring others along the way as well. So join me now as we go to that show titled First Love. Welcome tonight for those of you watching on Facebook Live here on our Good News Church Facebook page. I am Joy Sixtos, an associate minister at the Good News Church where Jesus is alive and miracles still happen today. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, We're here in Yorktown, Texas and an outreach ministry type event that Pastor Ruben and Rosie have us doing for about eight or nine years now. So it's been a huge blessing to be part of this uh, ministry outlet that they have, just being a blessing to the local community and even other communities that come and have come throughout the years. We're thankful for y'all tuning in. If you are on, please let us know where you are watching from. We're excited that you've joined us. I know occasionally we have people watching from out of state and um, out of the country even. So we thank God for technology and for the ability to do that. But we're going to go ahead and get started. Let's open in a word of prayer and we will jump right into our Bible study tonight. Father God, we just thank you for this beautiful day that you created today. Thank you for giving us another day of life and life in abundance. Thank you for the breath in our lungs and for the purpose that you have upon our life even to be a blessing unto other people, even to worship and praise your name throughout the day in in all that you've called us to do and and the tasks that we need to do in the natural, Father, and and our day-to-day life, Father. And I just thank you in Jesus' name for the word tonight that will go forth in power and anointing, word of knowledge, prophetic word, however you lead us to speak tonight, Father, to the people here and to the people watching online. We just thank you and we praise you, Father, for your goodness 
and your mercy and your grace as we rejoice in the word today. Amen. 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 But we're going to go ahead and get started with the word that I have on my heart for y'all today. And that would be um, to talk about our relationship with God, our relationship with God. And you might say, well, Sister Joy, this is something we already know. It's something we've heard before. It's uh, not anything new, but after being born again, pretty much my whole life for 31 years since I was four years old, at this point in my life, it's again I say unto you, right? It's like, okay, Joy, you got to remeditate, you got to refocus, you got to repent again, you got to walk in love again, you got to forgive again, all these things. And tonight we're going to be talking about our relationship with God and the fact that we love Him and He loves us and we know His genuine love for us. And we have to make sure we are putting him first. Yeah, we have to make sure that we're keeping him, I mean, center, that we're focused on him. We're focused on his word. We're focused on what he's called us to do. We're focused on our calling in the word of God, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I've got a lot of things to say. Hopefully we'll get through them all, but we'll do whatever the Lord allows us to do. And I see some of you are now tuning in. If you can let us know where you're watching from, that would be a blessing so um, pastors can see and rejoice and, and thank you for being a part of our Bible study here tonight. Again, if you're just joining, my name is Joy Sixtos. I am an ordained minister at the Good News Church, and uh, we are entrusted, my family and I have been entrusted by our pastors, Reuben and Rosie, to conduct these Bible studies on behalf of them and their ministry and the church. So we love God, He loves us, and we've got to put Him first you know we always use this analogy in this scenario that you know when you're dating somebody when you're courting somebody and finding out if they are the one for you if god has ordained them for you what do you want to do you want to put them first you want to spend time with them in that area of your life you want to hang out with them get to know them get to know their family um, go to church retreats together, go to seminars together, minister together, you know, if that's your calling to be a minister, and you just want to put them first at all costs. Sometimes it gets to the point where there's great infatuation, where you put them even before family or friends or normal routine, and people say, you're a little different, you know, what's going on? And so people, thank God that you have accountability and people watching out for all of us. We are there to have iron sharpens iron and watch out for each other's souls. And you want the best for people. And ultimately, we want what God wants for us. And so we have our spotters that keep watch over us and say, okay, you know, make sure you're still, you know, on track, focused on the Lord, focused on what he's called you to do. And yes, this comes alongside. But that is a prime example in an instance where we see that we're putting first what we adore, what we treasure, what we love, what we prioritize. And so we know that to be one example of that, putting someone first, a significant other, a spouse, a wife. Once you step into engagement in a marriage covenant, you put them first. You put them first, even in your vows, you say forsaking all others, right? And putting you first, not necessarily that they're on a pedestal or that they're your God or anything, but you are valuing them. You're valuing your time with them. You're valuing the moments that you spend together building a life, whether you purchase your first home, you build a home, um, you start your family, you have children, all these things going on. You put that relationship first in that uh, concept of how things go, in that retrospect of life 
in your greater life because of course you have your job and, and your children and things like that and children do come along and so a lot of times parents you see that you know you hear about it especially in marriage counseling and stuff that sometimes one of the spouse um in the the marriage covenant feels abandoned or not like uh taken care of as much or man he or she used to give all this attention to me but now it's just the kids the kids and sports and games and shopping and school and band and art and soccer and you know hello i'm here i was your first love in this family unit you know and it's not that it's done on purpose per se, but it it's done sometimes because the focus, of course, your children need your focus. They need your time, your attention. You're raising them up in the ways of the Lord so when they're old, they don't depart. But you also need to, all of us, we need to balance our time and say, okay, my children are important, but biblically speaking, the only two covenants I have are my covenant with God and my marriage covenant with my spouse. So those are the two primary and very important relationships that we have and we should cultivate. And so that's another example also of having a focus of our first love. Yes, our spouse. Yes, our children. But even beyond that and more important as born again believers, as believers in Jesus Christ, is to focus on the Lord. Because when we do that in our day-to-day -day lives, when we keep him number one, and we do it sincerely and purely and, and humbly and respectfully, then the rest of our life will play out just fine. And I'm not saying it's going to be 100% perfect that we're, you know, going to have these angel wings and a halo and nothing bad is ever going to happen to us. We've lived enough years to know that that's not true, right? We have our moments where we fall. We have our moments where we get in the flesh. But as we've studied the scriptures throughout the years, we know that those instances come when we haven't been putting God first, when we haven't been spending time in his word, when we haven't been in his glory, in his anointing, basking and soaking in prayer. I love Sister Alice. She may be watching, you know, soon or as an archive video. Thank you, Mary, for watching and uh, Maribel, our cousin. God bless y'all. But um, I love what Sister Alice, who whose testimony is that she was miraculously healed from an incurable disease. She had stage four endometriosis in 1996, and she was literally on her deathbed, given up to die. They wanted her to sign paperwork that her body would be sent off to Galveston for research once she passed. But she said, no, let me die in dignity. Let me, you know, die here with uh, my family by my side and, and my children here, you know, because that was what her sentence per se was. But through a series of events, she had family members come and pray over her and intercede and believe God for her, you know, for a miraculous healing. And if you've heard her on my podcast, Unspeakable Joy, you can go hear that at anchor.fm slash unspeakable-joy.com. Or if you've read her book, The Cure, you learn about all the details of what transpired and how she had a supernatural encounter with Jesus, and she was miraculously healed. And what should have been hours at that point before she passed into eternity has now ended up being 25 years and counting. She's healthy. She's strong. And I tell you one thing about Sister Alice, if you know her, she puts God first and foremost. And she serves God with her all because of the miraculous thing that has been done to her. And the fact that she's been given life again. Nicole, thank you for watching, sweetie. We hope you're blessed today. And so 
I just wanted to share that tonight and encourage us that we need to continue to put God first in our lives. And I don't mean that religiously. I don't mean that as a cliche statement. I sincerely mean that in a raw format that it is. Because a lot of times, I was even reading an article that somebody wrote online, a lot of times we say that religiously, or we say that because it's the right thing to say, or because we know people want to hear us say that, or our pastors and ministers want to hear us say that as a facade, but it's not the truth of what we are doing. Because if we were really putting God first and really honoring him, honoring his commandments, honoring his word, then why do we act the way we act sometimes? as though we are people of the world. Why do we curse sometimes and, and, and walk in cuss words sometimes as though we are people of the world? And again, I'm not condemning any of us. I'm just saying when we put God first and we stand on his word as the absolute authority, then we don't want to hurt God. I'm reading a book right now um, called um, Night in Shining Armor. One of my friends recommended it to me. I'm a young adults leader at my church. And, you know, you minister to all different types of people. You minister in pastoral counseling to married uh, people. You minister to youth, young adults. You minister to uh, older generations sometimes. All kinds of people, all kinds of scenarios. And so it's been good to glean off of this book and get information for singles mostly. Uh, mostly single women, but also married women, and how to have a good relationship and believe God for your knight in shining armor. And so anyway, it's talking about how we have to put God first and not just say certain things and believe for certain things, but then not believe them in our heart. Just to say them out of our mind or because it's convenient, but to say them from our heart and to trust that we have that absolute word, the Bible, as our standard, and we're living God's word. And he, if, if we want to trust him and hold on to his promise and say, God, you said, like Sister Linda prays, you said this, God, then we've got to do our part too and say, God, I am putting you first. I can't say one thing. The Bible says I can't be blessing, 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 or living this Christian godly life, but then be a hypocrite right? And be speaking curses, the Bible says. Blessings and curses cannot come out of the same mouth. And when we put God first in our life and keep his um, commandments, his word, you know, loving our neighbor, walking in repentance when we do miss it sometimes, then we will reap the goodness of God, his benefits, his prosperity, and his blessings, and we will see it come to pass. Sister Mary, Brother Cedro, thank you for watching. We love y'all. So um, this article was really strong, really strong. And I wanted to read some of it to um, y'all and, and myself. I read it today. But it says the phrase God first or just put God first is usually used in a way, in a connotation by an unbeliever. Because if you've ever watched an award ceremony, for example, many people say God comes first. All glory to God, right? We've seen that on TV sometimes. But many times it was wickedness that got them that award, if they're people in the world. Many times it may have been manipulation or lying, cheating, stealing, sexual immorality, whatever steps were taken that got people a specific award. And this author goes on to say, was God really first in their life? Was he first when they were living in rebellion? Was he first when they were not obeying God's commandments? Was he first when you know they were in lust or cheating or stealing or lying or whatever no because we know that the way the word of god is set up and the bible is set up is for our benefit 
It's for our correction. It's for our edification, the Bible says, to prune us here, cut us there, right? So that we can grow up engrafted into the vine of Jesus Christ and his word and have that nourishment of, of the Bible, of God's word, and grow into a beautiful tree, a beautiful fruit-bearing tree that has good fruit, sweet fruit, delicious fruit, fruit that people can partake of and take some of those seeds and re-sow it, right? And also a part of their lives produce good fruit. And so um, he's saying here is one example that sometimes people say that. Maybe we've been guilty of saying that too, right? Oh, this is a blessing from God. Oh, this is this. Oh, this is that. Well, if you know the Bible, if we know God's word, we know that in those instances, that's not true. One thing that I used to struggle with growing up, and again, I'm not speaking condemnation on anybody because we're all learning the word together. We're all serving God together. We're all growing together. We have our weaknesses, but the Bible says when I'm weak, then I'm strong. He is my strength. He's the strength of my days. And so one thing I always, you know, um, contemplated and, and maybe you could say struggled with growing up is uh, we know the Bible talks about sexual immorality and how as as non-married people, we shouldn't be participating in that. And so sometimes people would come out pregnant in different aspects and scenarios of my life. And I always thought, mom, why are people saying, oh, God bless you, congratulations. And again, we're not condemning anybody. I, I, this is a hard word. I mentioned that in the beginning, right? It's for all of us. But, but the reason why people say that is because they have good intentions, right? We have good intentions. We want to congratulate somebody that God has, has growing a life within them. We pray that the delivery is good. It's a healthy baby. We don't wish evil upon the situation. But what we, um, we have to realize is that God does not bless sin. When somebody is not married and they're walking out of covenant of marriage and a, a child is conceived in that, God cannot bless that. If he were to bless that, then it's contrary to his word. And so things like that is what I'm talking about. We have to, to keep God first in our lives and we have to follow his ways so that we can be blessed, so that he can be pleased with us. And when we fall short, that is what repentance is for. That's what forgiveness is for. I am raising hands throughout my 35 years of life. When we have missed it, when we have sinned, we confess it. We repent. We ask God to forgive us. And we turn 180 degrees and say, Lord, give me strength. Give me strength not to walk in this anymore. And, and part of what that book is talking about, too, that I'm reading right now, is saying that when um, a young man or even a young woman is, you know, considering dating and, and courting and, and marrying the other party, um, that if they're keeping God first and if they have them as him as their focus, they're not going to cause the other person to walk in compromise to God's word. They're not going to uh, create an action or an atmosphere that would hurt God's heart. They don't want to displease God. They don't want to anger him. They don't want to, you know, grieve the Holy Spirit in a sense because they love God so much. They want to do what he has called them to do. And in that area, it would be to live in holiness and purity and honoring the other party. So we have to keep God first. Amen. It said, it goes on to say, the secret of a happy life is giving God the first part of our day. If we're talking about practical terms now, 
So um, that would be getting up, praying in the morning, praying on your way to work. Um, if you're not able to actually crack your Bible open, you may not have time at the moment to do that. You can hear sermons or there's different podcasts or even CDs you can put in your car and hear scriptures and stuff. Keeping God first starts with the first of the day the first crop of our day and putting God first means listening to the word, being in prayer, saying, God, help me in every decision that I have to do today. Give me wisdom. Give me grace. Give me strength to keep my cool <laughs> when I'm working with coworkers. Right, Brother Michael? Sometimes we have people that, you know, everybody's different character and different morals and values. And some people want to obey the laws at work and some people want to cheat and get things done quickly. We have to do our best to walk in the goodness of God and the love of God. Because while the Lord does give us some scriptures to reference to, to judge people per se, and, and more so to judge sin so that you can, you know, correct people and, and walk in, in that love and saying, hey, no, 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 let's stay on track. You know, get it right, get it right. Don't, don't walk in that way. Don't allow Satan to, to steal that out of your life. But we're not allowed to judge per se. We're just allowed to love and to say, hey, man. I'm praying for you. You can do better. Come on, let's do it. Uh, but we start off with prayer and, and worship and praise, and, and we seek the Lord day by day. When we seek God first in our daily pursuits, he promises to add unto us those things we were pursuing as long as they were in his will. So even throughout the day, we, we get wisdom, we get knowledge, we're praying and believing for different things according to his word, healing, restoration, peace, your children serving God, those types of things, then he will bring that to pass according to his word because we're putting him first. Our priorities must be God first, God second, God third, until our life continually, continuously is a face-to-face -face relationship with God. Now, that statement, when I read it, I was thinking, ooh, Lord, that's hard for our generation, my generation in particular, because honestly speaking, and many of you out there can testify and, and know that this is true, we are a selfish generation. We are a generation that's what? Me, me, me. What can I have? What can I get? How can I enhance my life? You know, I want this, I want that, I want the other, which there is nothing wrong with advancing your life. There's nothing wrong with getting an education. There's nothing wrong with striving for a prosperous life, you know, a beautiful home, beautiful family, beautiful whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. There are scriptures in the Bible that talk about having a prosperous life and that God wants that for us in many different ways. But we have to know that life cannot be solely about selfish gain where we're putting ourselves first, where we're falling into, like I mentioned earlier, manipulation or, or lying, or some people you see it on TV, on TV shows, they'll uh, fall into sexual sin to try to advance their careers and stuff. We have to be mindful that we're not allowing the enemy to steal from us or lie to us in those areas to get us off track where we're not focusing on the Lord. So we have to deny self, pick up our cross and follow him. We have to know that we are of God. He created us. He created us in our mother's womb. He has breathed his life into us. I was reading in Ecclesiastes the other day, and he was talking about that. It's like, who, who is man? Who are we to know how God, first of all, brings conception, right? We know that the man and the, the woman have their seed. 
and a, a, a baby is conceived. And then who are we to know how he puts a spirit being inside of a fetus and then it, you know, germinates, it grows. And then how you have this human body that a mother, a mother's body produces per se in the natural, a brain, organs, a heart. And then you have DNA that works that you look at Brother John, you look at his children. Yeah, yeah, he's the daddy, <laughs> right? How in the world does that happen? Because it's the power of God, the strength of God, the words of God that go forth. And so while, you know, it's okay to, to have certain things in the natural as our priority to uh, advance ourselves in, and even to be prosperous, to be able to have finances to support the kingdom of God, we have to keep God first and say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to make getting a, a better home an idol. I'm not going to make my college education an idol. Like, yeah, don't you know who I am? I'm Dr. So-and-so and so-and-so. Well, no, I mean, we're proud of you. We're glad that you got your education, but what are you using that for? And as believers in Jesus Christ, we believe that we use all parts of our lives in a way to enhance the kingdom of God, to minister to people, to set people free, and ultimately to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to them so that they can be saved and born again and not um, be eternally separated from God, but have eternity with God. And so we've got to realize that God created us first and foremost. He breathed himself into us, gave us a spirit man, gave us the ability through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and his uh, resurrection and stuff to be in eternal connection and fellowship with God forever. And so the fact that God has given us so much, then out of our love as a Christian, out of our love as a son and a daughter, we should say, okay, God, I love you. Parents, right? And children, yeah, you're appreciative. Children, when your parents go out of their way to sacrifice for you, when they are starving, but they say, you can have the last slice of pizza. It's okay. I'll just eat a cold sandwich, but I'm not going to tell you that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not hungry, right? You sacrifice, you dedicate, you give. I mean, you hear parents say what? I'm not a parent yet myself, but you hear parents say what? I would rather die and let my child live than to see them suffering, than to see them, you know, go without, I'll do whatever it takes to be a blessing unto them. And so we have to remember just in that type of relationship too, parent to child and vice versa, that with God, we have to put him first. We have to, to keep him in focus and number one. And if we lose sight of him, that's where we get distracted. That's where we fall into temptation. You know, we could become uh, selfish or even create ourselves as an idol. Like, don't you know who I am? And I got this title and that title and you're just a nobody. Okay, that's where we start getting pride and pride comes in before a fall. Pride comes in just as it did with Lucifer, which now is, is known more prominently as the devil, as Satan. He got prideful in his heart, wanting to exalt himself above the throne of God. And I've heard some preachings on it where it's even saying as, he, as though he was equivalent to Jesus or in place of Jesus. And that doesn't fly with God. God already has everything ordained and situated in his son that's like somebody coming in and being like oh lily's your daughter Psh, no move on lily i'm the daughter now it's not going to happen lily is a daughter and she has the rights to the rodriguez name and the authority in that name so we have to remember god first god second god third and even though that's hard for my generation and others sometimes we are a selfish people 
we can make that possible. We just have to die to our flesh, the Bible says, and, and live to the Spirit of God and live to the fact that when we honor God, when we know God and we know his importance and we know his love for us, we want nothing more than to love him back. Just like I was saying, when you have a dating, courting relationship, you love that person. You want to do the best for them. You want to bless them. You want to pray for them. Encourage them to be the best person they can be within themselves, you know. Um, and so same with the Lord. He He wants to do that for us and we want to return and do that for him. Um, you know, sometimes you have people that, and again, maybe we've been guilty before, but just do lip service and say those cliche phrases like, oh, God's good, you know, God bless you, all these things. But when the fruit of their life doesn't line up, then we know that's just lip service. We can't be like that. I wanted to encourage us tonight not to be that type of person, not to be the person that just says it because it's convenient, but to say it from the heart where we're truly and genuinely saying God is good. God is my focus. I love him so much. I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt his heart. I don't want to disappoint him. Um, and to have our hearts toward him. If you go to Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, we'll open with this scripture here today. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, it says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Brothers and sisters, those of you watching, let's not get to that point where we are religious in the sense that we're just going through the motions even at church showing up we're dressed suit and tie but inside we're full of dead men's bones inside we have what do people say they got skeletons in their closet that's a scary place to be and even though we can hide things sometimes from our pastors from our ministers from our parents from our spouses we can never hide things from god Sooner or later, the Bible talks about this, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says our sin is going to find us out. So if I were walking in sin, sooner or later, it's going to find me out. Whether I choose to say, okay, I'm tired of putting on this, this face, you know, this mask, I'm just going to go full-blown into what I want to operate in. That's contrary to God's word. Or if somebody else happens to find out about it, you know? So we just have to make sure that we're putting God first and not just honoring with our lips, but that our hearts are not far from Jesus, as he was saying here, but that our hearts are in tune with him and one with him. When we keep the Lord, when we keep God and his word as the, the focal point of our lives and keep him first and foremost, then there's nothing to fear. Then we have 100% and then some confidence in who he is in his word. You know, um, one of my friends is is going through a healing battle right now and um, was kind of sort of not entirely, but told that there might be a possibility of cancer on their life. And so you hear something like that. And at first you get a little fearful, you know, you get a little nervous or or worrisome in the natural and you, your mind goes here and there, especially doctors. They give you, well, this is the minor case scenario. This is the worst case scenario. Like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you know. But um, when they shared that with me, I was like, you know what? It's all right. It's going to be all right because we're going to keep Jesus as the focus. We're going to pray over their situation and we're going to believe God at his word. Okay. And that could be lip service if I'm trying to encourage somebody. Oh, Sister Lily, you're going through this. 
Oh, Sister Wendy, you're going through that? Oh, well, this is what God's word says, just to make you feel good. But in those moments where you're going through a dire situation, you don't just want words to make you feel good. You want the power behind those words to make the difference, to manifest the healing, to manifest peace in your home or in your mind where people are suicidal and tormented some, sometimes by tormenting spirits. They don't want your, your good wishes and thinking about you, praying for you, which again, there's nothing wrong with saying that. But they want, hey, I want to know that I can trust you, that Jesus is your focal point. You're putting God first. And that if I ask you to pray, then I trust that your prayers come to pass because you know God. And that's good. We're glad that people come to us and have that faith in us, per se, which really they're having faith in Jesus through us. But even us ourselves, we can get to the point where we get a revelation of the word of God and say, I can go. The Bible says boldly to the throne room of, of grace to obtain mercy and to ask God and to say, God, this is what I need. This is the, the miracle I need. This is the deliverance. This is what I need in my mind. I've been tormented with dreams. I've been tormented with spirits. You know, a lot of different things people go through. You may not see it outside on the natural, but inside in the emotions and the mind and the heart in the spirit, man, they're going through something. And that's where we take authority, but we can only do that if we have Jesus as our focal point. I wanted to remind us all, too, that we have to return to our first love. We have to return to that first love. Do y'all remember when you first asked Jesus into your heart? How excited you were. I was four years old. <laughs> I uh, grew up in church, so I was in children's church all the time. I Honestly, I can say I don't remember the exact situation, but I remember that I always operated in somewhat like of a fear because I was like, oh, I don't want to be left behind. So like every Sunday school time, I would be praying the, <laughs> the sinner's prayer. Yeah, like, Lord, in Jesus name, Lord, did you forgive me of my sins? You know, but that was just a pure, innocent heart. You know, I had about the things of God. But um, we have to know that we know that Putting God first brings that blessing and that reassurance that we don't have to live in fear, that we are guaranteed heaven, that we're able to walk in the blessing of God. And we're even able here to return to our first love. So you remember where you were when you got born again? I know y'all shared uh, pictures of Lily when she got baptized. You remember that feeling, that emotion? Brother Michael, when God uh, ministered to you and your family, before you started attending Good News Church and how he came and blessed you and your family with what you have need of. Sister Juanita, all of us, my mom, how she had that supernatural experience with Jesus in her room as a, a teenager, a young adult, where a ball of light came into her room and uh, she was having a, a weak emotional moment, a very weak struggle she was going with emotionally. And, and it was Jesus and he said, what do you want from me? And she was not born again at that time. And she said, all I ever wanted was a hug from my father. And so that light engulfed her and hugged her and held her and comforted her and ministered to her need. And eventually, you know, if you've ever heard her testimony, she did get born again and it's been sold out ever since. But that first love, those feelings you first got when you gave your heart to Christ. Maybe some of you were always praying, right? Always going to church, getting there early. You know, dressing up, putting your kids in line, like, shh, listen, go to Sunday school, you know, get excited about the word of God. Maybe you were having family time in prayer, 
You were hearing sermons on TV. Whatever you did at first, we need to return to that first love. I know with myself recently, I'm a crier. Whether you know it or not, I'm confessing here on Facebook Live. (laughs) I get emotional a lot of times with the presence of God because it's so precious and it's so real. And when you have that intimacy and that fellowship with Jesus, then you appreciate his presence. You honor who he is. You're thankful for just the fact that he is who he is. Not necessarily, like I said earlier, give me, give me, bless me, bless me, take, take, take but in giving back to him and ministering to him. Revelation 2, 4, if you want to write this down or go look at it, reminds us about this, but it says, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. So, you know, remember those moments. Remember those moments in the natural when you were first dating and courting your spouse, how you felt, how you had butterflies, how you just wanted to talk to them, how you wanted to spend time with them. Just sit on the porch, sit on the swing. Uh-oh, there's elbows going there. <laughs> you know, and you just wanted to know about them. That's the same mindset and the same attitude we should have with Father God, with Jesus. He's the lover of our soul, the Bible says. He loves our soul. He loves who we are and who he created us to be. And we have to reciprocate that and return our love to him and just say, Lord, I just want to spend time in your presence. For me, a lot of times, because I have a lot of different things going on and and tasks and a full time job and then full time ministry because you're doing so many things. Thankfully, I have time to do that right now. No family, no children at the moment. But um, a lot of times my time with the Lord is when I'm driving by myself to work. Or from work. And that's where you just let it all out, right? Nobody's there to hear you except God. <laughs> you know, and you confess this or you say that or, Lord, I'm, I'm weak in this area. And you, you remember the Holy Spirit brings scriptures to you. Hey, this joy, this, this, this. You know, or God, you know, I'm, I'm standing in faith for this, but, you know, I don't see it yet. But that's where prayer comes in. That's where fellowship and intimacy comes in. And when we put God first, that comes easy. And so, yeah, the tears will come. You know, if, if there's ever frustration about a situation, that's the time to release it to God. He's our first love. We have to return to him as a first love and keep him as a focus before us. And that is where we get our strength in communing with him. Pastors have talked about communion in the sense of the elements, bread, wine, per se, you know. The, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, and the elements. And not only the traditional sense of it with, with the elements, but more so the heart of communion. You may not always have a chance to do communion, right? But communing with the Lord, spending time with him, like I said, in prayer, in conversations. I've mentioned this before for those of you that know. I have had times in my 35 years of life gone through a thing or two personally family friends ministry you have hard things happen sometimes things that you think are maybe not fair or you don't understand and that's where you go to your first love you go back to Jesus and say this is what's going on as if he doesn't know (laughs) this is how I feel as if he doesn't know this is what I think whether we're right or wrong but that's where the healing anointing comes upon us cleanses us corrects us or says 
It's okay, Mija. I know. I know you're in the right. Not that anybody's right or wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say? You're in the right and don't worry. I'm going to take care of this situation and everything's going to be all right. There's been a couple instances I was sharing with my mom the other day because um, with different things, of course, and how my, my brother and I were birthed in the prophetic. And um, when my daddy was uh, 1993, when he was backsliding and walking in the ways of the world and he had started cursing and cussing and holding his tithe away from uh, the Lord. Malachi talks about that. Will a, a man rob God? Okay. He was a thief in pertaining to that and different things. And then the supernatural experience that we had seeing my father raised from the dead before my eyes. We were even talking about this the other day too. When he fell and his head had split open, I saw his skull. I saw, because I was seven and I was like, what is that? That's white, you know? And it was his skull. But anyway, experiencing what we have experienced this far and thus far, to be able to have that intimate relationship with God, then it's a safe place when you're there with your love, right? To share from your heart, to fellowship, to get his wisdom and his understanding and to say, okay, Joy, watch this. Okay, do that. Okay, don't worry about that. No, you need to do this and surrender all of ourselves completely, spirit, soul, mind, and body to the Lord. And he honors that. And so there, like I was saying uh, with my family, actually my mother, I was talking with her the other day. I said, mom, a couple major things that have happened pertaining to me or my life I've had some raw prayers with the Lord and people might overhear and be like, okay, joy, but you're just releasing that to him in the confines of, of being with your first love and, and putting God first and, and holding him in high regard and saying, what do you think about this? What do you have to say about this? And so it may have looked like a bad situation, not that it was sin or anything. I'm just saying situations. And so sure enough, quickly soon after he ended up honoring me he ended up honoring my family and I told my mom because I believe the beauty in those moments is that we were raw with God we we're honest with God and that's what he wants that's what he wants in intimacy like a marriage covenant covenant you tell each other things honestly I don't like this that you're doing I don't like that well you need to improve here well you need to improve there <laughs> But that's the beauty of relationship, putting that person first. And so soon after, I mean, God is like a blowout. And people may or may not know things that we go through, you know, things that are just between us and God. But they see the fruit and the evidence of, hey, that person's doing something right. That person's putting God first, denying self, picking up their cross, saying no to sin, saying no to temptation, all these things that we deal with. Why? Because we're putting God first. We're keeping him as the focal point. And you say, well, Sister Joy, you can do that because you're Sister Joy. No. Yes, you know, sometimes you have certain anointing, certain responsibilities, more is required of you and, and things like that. But you and I, there's nothing different in a sense between us. The Bible says that, that the Lord is no respecter of persons. And so when we're raw and we're honest with God and we are abandoned to our first love and not abandoning the love that we first had with him, then he honors that. And so, I mean, testimony after testimony and, I mean, amazing things. And then the fact even at that time, um, 
when many of you found out that our family was on a billboard this is Amy was like y'all are right there on that street i was like what i mean you people even us we see that part but we don't see what happened before we don't see the sacrifice there's a thing on facebook if you've ever seen a picture where it's like this huge glacier and most of it's underwater and it lists yeah all the sacrifice and this and this and this and this and this and and all people see is the top and they're like wow accolades and awards and yeah but it took a lot more that only god knows brother vincent for those of y'all on facebook shelly hopefully or mason he's he's actually the number one fan of good news church he watches more than all of us if y'all don't know that it is the gospel truth but anyway vincent he's been awarded recently and honored for his hard work and dedication your children have been honored in sports before but those moments that we see those small things i tell you what right brother michael two a days getting up early staying late watching his diet sweating wants to go to a movie with his friends nope got practice nope gotta travel here gotta travel there why because in the natural football is a love of Vincent's right so he does what he has to do to enjoy it to play and then he's being rewarded okay our reward is to have fellowship with God but then also to see the manifestation of his goodness and his blessings okay and the relationship the cultivating that we do so every breath of ours should be given back to him every Every minute of our lives should be devoted to him because, again, we love him and we don't want to hurt him. We don't want to displease him. We seek to honor him. We want to be a good example to other people. We want to bring others in to the kingdom of God. Our every thought should be for him. Pastors have said this before. If our thoughts throughout the day were played like at Cinemark on a giant screen, would we be proud of them? hopefully right hopefully our thoughts would make jesus proud well we should aspire that they should make him proud that we're not having lustful thoughts that we're not having wicked thoughts that we're not having thoughts of murder even in the sense that we murder people with our tongue we speak ugly things right sometimes which it shouldn't be if we're having jesus as our focus we would say what we've heard years ago wwjd what would jesus do you say, well, Sister Joy, that's really overpowering, really authoritarian, and why does God have to be part of my life so much? That goes back to the selfish nature that we have, right? I mentioned that. We're selfish people by nature, especially this generation, my generation and generations after me, the younger people. But that's where we have to kill our flesh, die to our flesh, die to self, and live unto God because he's our father, he has the best for us in mind. He knows the best for us. And he's got a plan for our lives. Even at my life, without going into details, in a way I thought at this age of my life, my life would have been different than what it is right now. Different aspects of my life, different things, different type of ministry calling. And sometimes I reflect on that. But then when I know, hey, Lord, it's better to submit to your way you know what's best for me you know what you've gifted me with the talents the abilities where i'm supposed to be at is not necessarily where i thought i would be at the stage of my life different parts of my life how my life would have played out how i wanted my life to play out but i can't dwell on that 
I can't allow that to bring depression or or bitterness or envy because you're jealous or, or envious of other people with the things that they have in the areas in ministry they're at or where they're located at. You got to put all that aside because it's better to serve the Lord and to walk in his goodness and his ways and be a blessing as he's ordained you to be. And then you'll see his goodness manifest. And then you'll see the hand of God. And then you'll see the prosperity and the blessing. And you'll say, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, and those things and those desires and even for ministry in different areas, God's still going to bring them to pass somehow, some way in his timing. But I can't dwell on, hey, this is what I want. I, 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 me, me, me. Even though it's good. Even though it's good things. It's not sin. It's not desires of the world. It's, it's for good. But it's different in how God has ordained it to be. And so we know we still have purpose and we honor him in all things. So he goes on to say everything is about him. All things should be for his glory. Everything of your life. And then it says... What are the ways that we and things we need to work on? TV time, maybe. Giving ourselves too much to the flesh. A lot of times, all that spews forth from uh, TV shows, even the news media, is fear, lack of respect for adults and parents, making the father figure look stupid and like a fool, not involved in their children's lives. Uh, premarital uh, sex, rebellion, witchcraft, idolatry, everything against the Ten Commandments pretty much, not honoring your father and mother. And you even find that the first commandment says what? You'll have no other gods before me. Again, that's having God as the number one priority in our lives. We have to do that. We have to return to that. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, you can write this down. And this is talking about some parts of our lives. It says, whether therefore you eat or drink, that's a normal thing, right? We do that three, four, five times a day <laughs> with snacks. <laughs> and we drink throughout the day. It says, whatsoever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So youth, young adults, you might say, well, sweeping the floors to the glory of God. Yeah, you're being obedient to what your parents said. Hey, can you sweep the floor? Can you throw out the trash? You're being obedient in a way to how God created your body to function. You're giving him glory. Hey, thank you, Lord. My arms work. My legs work. I can breathe. My heart's working. I'm able to do this. You're giving glory to God and worshiping, worshiping him and putting him first in that task. If you're uh, singing, what do they call shower singing? Singing praises to God. We do that a lot, right? We sing praises to God on the road at the house, when you're outside doing yard work. You can have Air One on, KSBJ. There's other stations in the area, podcasts. Always focusing on the presence of God. Always inviting the presence of God. Always in communion through the Holy Spirit with Jesus. Even while you're shopping, you can say, okay, Lord, lead me to the sales. I really want favor today and some sales. So Lead me to where I need to go. And not only in the natural to have favor, but the Lord may leave you, lead you to a certain area of the store where you meet somebody you haven't seen in a while or a relative or somebody that, you know, in a roundabout way, you end up ministering to, leading them to Jesus or praying for them or something. You never know. Divine encounters. And so we have to put him first. 
Pastors have mentioned this before saying, okay, Lord, I've been invited to an event, but do I have peace? Do you give me peace about going here? There might be an encounter. There might be whatever that goes on. There might be worst case scenario. You see it on the news. People were here and there and everywhere and there were shootings and people die. You know, when we put God first and he is part of every part of our lives, when we invite the Holy Spirit into every part of our lives, then we're always going to be walking and flowing in his presence. We're always going to be in tune with the spirit to know what's going on. Some of you that were on my Facebook account read this the other day. Um, our department was having issues with our copy machine. Our coworkers looked at it. The IT department at Victoria College looked at it. And then I quietly went after everybody had moved on and I prayed right there. Having God first in my heart in that area. Okay, Lord, give me wisdom. Show me what to do. I literally did two different things. And in 15 seconds or less, <laughs> it was fixed. It was spitting out the papers and they were like, and I was just like, hey, the Lord did it, you know. And that's what I'm talking about. In the great things, like I said, where I had a friend that recently shared they're going through a major battle with, with health, potentially, okay, where they give you worst case scenario sometimes or something minor, okay. Even speaking to the Lord, hey, Lord, I can't find my keys. Where did I leave my keys? The Holy Spirit will show you. There's been testimonies sometimes that, you know, they appear out of nowhere per se, because angels have moved them there. Things happen. God is concerned about every part of our lives. Spirit, soul, that's our mind, our mental health, our will, our emotions. Women, we have a lot of emotions. Men do too. It's okay to be emotional. And our body. Okay? So, we have to make sure we're focusing and putting him first. Mark 12, verse 30. Oh, hi, Pastor Rosie. Good to see you're watching. We love you. She's been on. Amen. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Okay, some of the parts of us. With all your mind and with all your strength. So that's our inner man. And our outer man. Strength a lot of times. It can be inner, right? Where we're strong. You know, we're, we're dealt bad news per se. And we keep it together because we trust and depend on God's word. And he gives us strength to push through. Or it can mean strength in the physical, right? I'm so proud of my brother. We're, we're proud as a church of Brother John too. He's keeping his weight off. But my brother, for the past four months, I think, since school ended in May, uh, he made some changes in his diet and also in physical activity um and he's already lost 30 pounds that's amazing yeah we praise god for that so he's doing his best to buffet instead of buffeting his body <laughs> because he's choosing in his way to put god first in his life in that area brother john when he got that revelation he ran with it right sister linda he took that trusted God's word, trusted the word of Pastor Ruth and Rosie, and said, hey, let's do it. And he came off of some medications. He's already lost 75 pounds. That's drastic. That's a lot of discipline and hard work. And I've heard y'all mention before that it's kind of tempting sometimes, right? If your family has ice cream and you're like, oh, salad again. <laughs> but in that area, for him, his conviction 
is that he's putting God first and saying, no, Lord, give me strength. Give me strength. And at this point, it's it's probably a lot easier because it's been two or three years to say, no, this is what I'm going to do to keep my body under. Um, ooh, we are running out of time. So there's a lot more I want to say, <laughs> but we need to make sure that we put God first. Matthew 6:33 is a prime example of this. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided to you. We just have to trust God, put him first. Like I said, I thought my life would be a little bit different in some areas at this point of my life. But hey, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things, they're going to be added. Okay? And I like even what um, one of my favorite Christian singers I grew up uh listening to and, and hearing her minister she's an amazing amazing role model that i am thankful that i had growing up as a young person and she was believing god for some things in her life and she said not in a religious way but in a definite heart-to-heart -heart way with god she said lord i love you so much and i want this very much for my life but even if it did not come to pass for whatever reason I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to go go to the world and be in rebellion because you didn't give me this or this didn't happen. Because I have the heart in that area. She said like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they threw him in the fiery furnace, they said, hey, God is still our focal point. And even if he didn't save us, even if we perish in this fire and we're killed, yeah, we still will not bow that's how much honor and reverence and respect they had for god that's how how our heart should be positioned towards him towards his word where even if we didn't get you know whatever we're believing for per se we don't bow to the world we don't give in which when we know the word of god we know god's word is for us he's for us and not against us he's going to bring about just like matthew 6 says seek first the kingdom and everything else we have need of will be given to you okay we have to remember not to forget god even once we've focused on him and he blesses us not to forget him jeremiah 2 32 talks about this the latter part of that scripture says yet for years on end my people have forgotten me brothers and sisters don't forget about god because just as quickly as he has blessed and empowered us when we start to get the glory for ourselves or think that we've made us into who we are or we've got us our house and we got us our car and I'm educated and, you know, all these other things. Just like Lucifer, when he had a prideful heart, pride came before the fall. And, you know, we can bring that to where we will cause destruction on ourselves because God will not share his glory with anyone. We take encouragement. Remember, when people encourage us, build us up, saying, Miho, you're doing a good job. Miho, you're doing great. That's good. We need that as human beings to know and confirm that we're on track, that we're doing good, that we're doing things according to God's word. But we give the glory to God. Psalm 46.10. We can encourage ourselves with this one. He says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know his presence. Be still and just worship him and thank him for who he is. Pray in, in your prayer language, in tongues. 
you know you don't always have to come to prayer and god i need this and this and this and this and this and i need you to do this he's well aware of our needs and our desires and our wants sometimes we just need to commune with him right sometimes like we mentioned and pastors have mentioned you just want to sit there with your significant other when you're dating or courting and you just want to be with them you don't necessarily well how are you doing how was your day and how's this <laughs> you know they had a long day they're like i don't want to talk right now <laughs> i just want to sit here and relax you know just being with them being in awe of god's beauty being in surrender before him getting downloads from him and, and getting revelation getting knowledge getting prophetic words saying lord who do you want me to minister to today putting him first in all areas of life having no other gods before him um honoring him first loving him the most repenting daily that's part of it the the lord's prayer says that right give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses if we're asking for daily bread then we daily need to repent my mom got that revelation a while back in a different way but it's a daily thing and you say well i haven't caused committed any sin or caused anything well maybe not you know maybe had a really awesome day and maybe we did have some a weakness you know and that's where we just repent when we know our filthiness per se in regards and in comparison to his holiness man we want to be repenting 24 7 <laughs> but praise god he's taken off those rags and given us the the robe of righteousness amen use our time wisely like i said if you have to hear scriptures on the road like i do that's your prayer time that's your intimate time with god where you share things with him that you don't necessarily share with everybody else you share them with your mentors people you trust your pastors people that watch out for your soul but you don't have to tell everybody all your business right you just take it to god and he will meet the need the bible even says uh you know that things that you do secretly spending time in in the secret place of the most high and and being humble and and doing things in private then hey he openly honors you right those times that even you know we say it confidently but humbly giving god honor the times that you've seen my family like bam 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 god's done things well, because there's a time in the secret place. There's a time honoring God. And like I said, saying no to temptation and, and a lot. It's a lot. But we can work it. One of our sisters that used to come to church would say, work it for our true king. Yes, we work it for our true king. Proverbs 3, 6, as we begin to wrap up here. In everything you do, put God first. And he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Y'all are successful. I don't know if you've ever thought about that about yourself, but you're blessed you're successful god has a purpose and a plan for your life when you put him first and you say well i don't have the education i don't have this i'm not that i'm not the other god forgot about me no he thinks all of all of us the same his love for us is all the same and just like one person's life produces or another person's life produces when you have faith and you walk in his goodness and you put him first and you trust him at his word he will and he can come through for you colossians 3 2 set your minds on things above not on earthly things we set our mind on his word on his kingdom purposes that we are seated in christ jesus far above principalities those are all the demonic levels principalities powers rulers of the darkness of this world spiritual wickedness and high and heavenly places we have authority over them we don't have to be afraid of a bad diagnosis like my friend recently 
We don't have to run and cower in fear and, oh, my life is over. I'm going to prepare my funeral. No, then we, we, <laughs> we don't have an inkling of who God is and what his word can do for us and the authority in his name. Um, yeah, that was good. It's all good. So just be encouraged with this last thought here. What does our mind and our spirit and our body always focus on? And what do we talk about the most? What do we spend time doing the most? And again, of course, we're in this natural world. We have a natural body. We have uh, job responsibilities, family responsibilities. We've got to balance things out. But again, when we invite the presence of God, when he is our priority throughout the day, he can help us at the copy machine. He can help us breakfast time in the morning. One time uh, at one of my jobs, my mom had already gone home and the Holy Spirit told her out of nowhere, you forgot to lock the door at your job. And she was like, oh, so she rushed back to her job. Sure enough, the door was open. So she locked it. Things like that. Any part of your life, the Lord, if you invite his presence in, he will help you out. He'll bring the deliverance. He'll bring the blessing. He'll meet the need. He'll provide you with finances for Bible college from two families that I had not told anything to. One family was an acquaintance, didn't even know, know me. The other family didn't know me at all. But the Lord confirmed it and gave them peace about my testimony, that I'm a good investment, all these things. He can do the same with you. We just have to put him first and keep his word in front of us. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. We thank you even for those of you watching uh, online. Uh, Father, that your word went forth in power to them. Father, you're just reminding us to put you first, return to our first love, spend time with you, invite you into our lives and every part of our life throughout the day, Father, to be real with you, honest with you, intimate with you, uh, share our, our hopes, our dreams, things that we're working through, things that we need revelation on, Father. And I just thank you in Jesus' name that you're raising us up to be who you've called us to be in Christ. That we are more than conquerors. We're overcomers through the name of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb. That we have the armor of God. That we're able to stomp on the devil's head and be victorious in all things. And even though people might tell us we're crazy or we're trusting too much in God or he, he's too overpowering and it's some people say it's like a cult. Father, we know that that's just lies of the enemy because we know your goodness. We know your favor for us. We know you're for us and we're not, you're not against us, Father, and you want the best for us. You want the blessing. You want us to have a prosperous life in every area of our lives. And just like it can happen for one of us or our pastors or other ministers, it can happen for us too, God. And I just thank you, Father, that we seek first the kingdom of God and all that you have ordained us to do. And then you will meet our desires and our wants and our needs, Father, and you will bring it about even suddenly and miraculously where it will be evident that your hand was the only way that could bring it to pass in our lives in any situation in our life, Father. And we repent for the times that we have been distant, that we have not spent time with you and had communion and fellowship with you and and just, you know, soaked in your word and your presence, Father. Forgive us. We thank you that we prioritize and reprioritize our time in order to spend time with you. Because that is actually more important than anything else 
in this world, communing and having fellowship with you. And we just thank you and we praise you, Father, again for this word that went forth, that we will see it manifest in our lives and we will have that first love again with you and for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, just be encouraged, brothers and sisters, that we're all in this together. God is there. He is literally a breath, a prayer away. And uh, he just wants to hear from us. And when we don't spend time with him, he's longing for us. He's waiting for us to reach out and to touch him with our prayers and our communion. Spend time together as a family with the Lord in worship, in meditation. And you'll see how it will enhance and bless your life. And you internally, you feel like a, a satisfaction. You feel a high. You feel a completeness and a wholeness because... Like I said, we were created by Father God. We were created by Jesus. And when we have that connection with him, it's our source of strength and our energy. And it's because we're one and the same. And so thank God as believers, we have that connection with him. So thank you again for tuning in. For those of you watching online, whether you watched live or if you're watching archived, please let us know where you're watching from. We appreciate you taking time to tune in. And uh, we encourage you to tune in here at facebook.com slash GNC Victoria. If you want to sow towards this particular ministry of Pastor Ruben and Rosie Trevino, you're welcome to do so online, gncvictoria.com. And uh, we hope, if you do not have a home church, that we see you soon in Port Lavaca, 713 Highway 35 South, there in Port Lavaca, Texas. Thank you for tuning in. We're praying for you. We love you, and we'll see you again next time. God bless you. Thank you.